Welcome to Biohack Your Beauty. I'm your host, Dora Vandekamp, and I'm here to help you find the most powerful beauty biohacks, nutrition principles, lifestyle habits, and spiritual practices for optimal well-being. My podcast offers tools to help you discover how to exude inner and outer beauty, how to design a life of deep sensuality, joyful relationships, divine adventures, and freedom from disease. Most of all, I created this podcast to join you in co-creating a better world by standing in our own power and emanating our own authentic beauty. Let's biohack the mind, body, and soul, and let's do it together. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to bring you this episode. This is part one of a two-part series all about biohacking with crystals. And on this episode, I chat with power couple and crystal experts, Ksenia Abdulova and Eric Brief of Crystal Criminals. Ksenia is the creator of the internationally renowned and celebrated brand Breakfast Criminals and the host of the Woke and Wired podcast. Eric is a New York-based multimedia artist and healer who had Ksenia at the word crystals. Starting from a first date that went from coffee shop to crystal store, the Crystal Criminals offer online content and workshops to make the transformational power of crystals accessible to all. Eric and Ksenia have a special kind of magic. Together with their crystals, we dive deep into discussions about intention setting, crystal grids, programming and charging crystals, and using crystals to manifest abundance, health, and beauty. Today's show has been brought to you by one of the most amazing technologies that is out there to help your body regenerate cells. Biophoton Services provides a revolutionary approach to how the body is healed. It's a holistic method that addresses the physical, mental, and emotional elements of well-being. So Biophoton Services utilizes an advanced biophoton resonance filter that is able to recalibrate the body's own light emissions, also known as biophotons, that govern the health of each cell. This process is done by measuring the meridians on the hands and the toes, looking for disturbances correlated to the organ. Chaotic light, known as blockages, can be neutralized and coherent light can be amplified, ultimately restoring the foundation of the client's health, so they regain the capacity for self-healing. As we know and talk about so much on this show, we are exposed to so many forms of toxicity, including environmental pollutants, GMOs, chemicals, heavy metals, and electromagnetic radiation that inhibit the body's immune system to self-govern and communicate. Biophoton therapy is non-invasive and regenerates healthy cells from the inside out. And Biophoton Services will honor a 20% discount if you mention my name on your first visit. You can check out their website at biophotonservices.com. All right, everyone, I know you're excited to listen to this amazing episode. I am over the moon to bring it to you. Eric and Ksenia are so fun. This whole entire interview was a blast, and I know you're going to enjoy it as much as I did. Without further ado, Crystal Criminals. Hi, Eric and Ksenia. Thank you for coming on the show today. 
We're so stoked to be here with you. Yeah, thanks, Dora. Yay. I mean, we're going to talk about crystals, so I mean, how could this not be amazing? Agreed. I'm super excited, and I don't really know that much about crystals. I have crystals. I actually took every single one of the crystals I have and put it on the desk while I'm talking to you guys because I was like, that will make an epic interview if I have a bunch of crystals around me and we're going to talk about crystals and I'm going to learn a lot. Um, so I'm really excited to interview you. So let's start at the beginning. How did you two meet? Sush, take it away. <laughs> uh, swiping. How else do people meet nowadays? Really? Okay, that's a great way to meet. Yeah, I was uh, just wrapping up almost a year of traveling the world and being nomadic. I'd gone to Brazil, to Bali, Russia, all over the U.S. And I was coming back with a clear vision that I'm ready to have a home in New York again. And I'm ready to meet someone special that I can share all the awesome things that I get to experience in this life. And so I went on J-Swipe and here he is. On our first date, we talked about crystals. Wow. That's how <laughs> Actually, I thought that um, I was charming and made a great impression overall. But apparently, you know, she said, well, you know, you taught me how to clear and charge crystals. And, you know, that was really what had me stick around for the second date. So <laughs> it was really the crystal power that that kept us going. And who started the conversation about crystals when you had your first date? It was definitely me. Um I was trying to impress her, and so I looked at the crystal bracelets she was wearing and told her what crystals they were, and I was like, yeah, you know, I know a lot. That's like every man, he's got to show his shiny feathers somehow. That's true. That's how, that's how you get the girl. Right? Yeah. That's Instead awesome. Instead of shiny feathers, he showed me how to charge crystals with intention. Wow. It's this whole little ritual where you hold your crystal and then you hold your hand on top of it and you feel its energy and you feel how far into space it goes and you feel how it makes you feel and how your body resonates with it. And then you clear it just by moving your hand around above the crystal and you think of an intention and you hold your hand over the crystal and you imagine putting that intention in there. And then once again, feeling the energy of the crystal once it's been charged. And uh, how am I doing reproducing? Excellent. She always, you know, she always does it better than I do. That's very cool. And so you actually covered a lot of different things. So you talked about clearing crystals. And so you said you wave your hand over the crystal? Mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, just um, <clears throat> without like a visual aid, it may be uh, more challenging to understand. But imagine you were to, to hover your hand above a crystal. And just pretend like, you know, you were holding a magnet to another magnet and they were repelling each other. Now, at some point, if you moved the magnet that was, you know, equivalent of the one that was in your hand a certain distance away, you wouldn't feel the repelling anymore. That's not to say that the magnets weren't repelling each other. Just the energy isn't strong enough that you could feel it in your hand. So that's kind of like what we mean when we say, you feel the, the field, the energy field of the crystal by moving your hand over it. Okay. So at that very point where you can no longer feel that field, that's where you, um, you know, that's where the field ends and you acknowledge that that's the ending point. And then you move your hand down and kind of 
kind of like you're, you just wrote in sand with your finger mm-hmm. and then you, you rub the sand out to, to clear the writing. You, you do that just in the air above the crystal. Oh, that's very interesting because I've heard different ways of clearing crystals. So I've heard that you sage the crystal and then I've heard that you can like put it in salt, salt water, salt clears it. Do you think that those things work too? Or is it really just about using your own energy? There's a lot of, uh, there's, I don't want to say there's not, uh, there's not just one way to skin a cat because like, it's a really bad expression. <laughs> People love cats and I like cats. Um, but there, you know, I, there's more than one way to eat a, a Reese's. That's mm-hmm. probably a bad thing. So totally all of those different, uh, clearings methods work. I think the, you know, you're not clearing bad energy or anything like that from the crystal. You're kind of just like putting it in the washing machine after you take it home from a store like you would do with a piece of clothing. And you're you're starting it fresh and clearing all the intentions and making it your own. So it's a ritual that, you know, I think is as much for you as it is for the crystal as a tool itself. Okay. And then you said programming a crystal. What does that mean? What do you mean by programming a crystal? Sush, you want me to say something? One thing that I um, think is really fascinating is that unlike humans, crystal uh, crystals don't take on, what is it, the energy that doesn't serve them? Or what is it? Oh, look at what I think what you're trying to say is, tell me if I'm right, is that crystals are extremely organized. They're like uh, the ultimate type A person. <laughs> and uh you know if if you're going to get into a room with a crystal it's going to get you organized before you get it disorganized so its energy is way more um galvanizing than yours is and that's why crystals affect us so strongly is because they're very ordered and so you know since for example since Senia and I started living together I've started uh, doing a lot more chores and cleaning up my stuff and picking up my clothes off the floor a lot more. And so we've moved toward that state of order with her because her energy is ordering. Now, in general, in nature, things ha- do have a tendency to move toward disorder unless there's an, an outside energy acted upon that. So can you just remind me what the question was again, Dora? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you program a crystal and what do you mean by programming? What does that mean? Yeah, let's let's change that word programming into putting an intention towards that crystal. And a crystal is kind of like um, something that you use to amplify your energy. And so if you have a thought like, oh, man, I really want to I really want to create love in my life, then maybe it'd be good for you to pick up a rose quartz crystal, which is a crystal that, you know, people think of when they think of a crystal that's good for love. Not necessarily just between people, but between you and yourself, right? Self-love. And holding that crystal, right? The energy of that crystal, um, you know, just try this on that it's true. You know, you don't have to believe it. But that crystal vibrates with the energy of the heart. And so when you're thinking about what it is that you're looking for in that area of love, that crystal kind of reorganizes you and aligns you. And you can uh, use that crystal as a, a beacon or as a... Uh, an amplifier for your intention. 
So that's what I mean by programming. It's kind of like running your charge through the crystal itself. That's a, uh, probably a, a nice, uh, easy way of explaining it. Okay. And so then you both make these crystal grids. And so how does that work? What is a crystal grid? You know, one crystal is good enough. Let me start by saying that. Okay. <laughs> so you know, a crystal is powerful in of itself. And, you know, if you kind of think about it, like you think about diamonds, um, you know, diamonds have four different ways of grading them. And in some ways, the more perfect the, the termination or the points on the crystal, the more you know, focused that it is in terms of its use as a tool uh, energetically, just like, you know, just the clarity of anything actually makes it more valuable actually as like, for example, like a wire conducts electricity. And so the type of metal that it is influences the conductivity. So, but just in general, a crystal by itself is amazing. But when you take a crystal and you put it next to, or you position it relative to another crystal intentionally with creating the intention of a specific uh, vibe, let's say. So it's like, oh, I'm going to take this citrine and put it together with this piece of quartz, and I'm going to really amplify the intention of personal power and confidence in my day-to-day. And then you program them together. So quartz is, serves as an amplifier crystal, like a clear quartz by itself, just takes the energy that you already have, and it three x's it let's say you know whatever factor of multiplying that you want to say here it's it's all relative and then that citrine works in the on the third chakra and so that is the your confidence and that is your personal power and your manifestation and your creativity and your will and so those two crystals work together so that the energy that's put out is greater than the sum of those parts individually. And so oftentimes people will use uh, different multipliers, sorry, multiples of crystals. For example, I'll use three crystals because a triangle is a very strong shape. Or I'll use six crystals because uh, six is a very important number for the sacred geometry um, in the hexagon, right? The basic mathematical underpinnings of the physical world are based in what we call sacred geometry. So if you look at like a beehive, it's got the hexagons. If you look at uh, molecules and science and organic chemistry, our bodies are based off of those six membered rings. So there's shapes in nature, these natural shapes that are very strong, literally like they're very stable. And so when you move these ultra stable crystals, right, those that organized energy into those ultra stable forms, that creates an even more powerful container. So, boom, there you have it. Very cool. I think another good way to think about this is I personally first heard about combining crystals and making crystal formations years ago when I saw this video on YouTube that went viral of this probably eight-year-old boy who was literally lecturing his parents on this enormous grit that he had created on their uh, living room table. Really? Mm-hmm. That sounds great. It's an incredible video. You should link it in the show notes so that all the listeners can see it. It's, yeah. it's mind-blowing. It's like he just has this innate knowing of the crystals, of their properties, of how they work together. And I just remember watching it and 
taking mental note of it. And it came back to me when my own nephew got interested in crystals and took me to a crystal shop and bought me one. It was adorable. He was 10 at the time. And, you know, for me, the best way to think about this is it's kind of like imagine you meditating on your own or, you know, doing a cleanse on your own or going on a shamanic journey on your own versus coming together with an intentional group of people and sharing that vision and sharing that space. It's the same way with crystals. When they come together in the same umbrella of intention, it just all is amplified. And the more I started finding out about different pairings of crystals, the more interesting it gets as well. For example, you can put any crystal on your amethyst and that's gonna clear it. So you can have a bigger piece of amethyst that is your clearing stone. And that's one of the methods, you know, just like using your hand and clearing it out or using sage or palo santo or using, you know, moon water or salt water, whatever it is that you do, however much woo-woo you want to get. Um, another way to do it is to just use an amethyst stone. Yep. Generally, uh, what people say is that if you want to put a, a smaller crystal on a much larger crystal, that that will achieve the purpose of clearing it. I, I think... Uh, I have a huge selenite crystal, and I like to um, keep things on there to charge them up, whether it's some of the jewelry that I've made uh, with crystals or just, you know, some smaller ones that I've just got. And that's another cool point. You don't you can charge up anything on your crystals, not just other crystals or jewelry. You can put your notes and journal entries or your wishes or things that you really want to manifest into the world. You put money on it. Um, you can put your lattes. We have a YouTube video about how to make a crystal grid and charge your morning latte so that you really start your day and your morning with um, an intention and you drink your latte and it's all charged up in every single sip, you know? It really does affect the, the energy of it. In fact, I would really, uh, as an experiment for everybody out there listening, what I would do is I would pour a glass of water and I would elevate it somehow or put a crystal under the glass of water or get it right next to it, near it. And I would let it hang out there and I would put the intention of that crystal into the crystal, into the water, because water is like a liquid crystal, by the way. So it does hold energy. If anybody knows about the uh, Emoto, that um, Japanese scientists who spent so much time researching and studying how imprintable water is with words on the water or what you say. So I would say for you, if you want to really get involved with crystals and crystal energy and get, you get very creative. And if you have a thought in your mind, just do it. Don't think about whether it makes sense or not, because I think the more, you know, the world is definitely going into place where we're like, you know what? I don't care whether it makes sense. How does it make me feel? What kind of experience does it give me? I think that ultimately is what I hope people get a chance to do with crystals is they, they experiment and they become their own, you know, energetic creators and inventors and connect with whatever energies that are most important for them to connect with in any given moment. And so with picking crystals, do you use that intuition? Is that something you recommend if you're picking a crystal at a store or if you're deciding what crystal to work with for that day or what crystal to put your water next to, would you like, how would you do that? Would you kind of tune inward? Do you meditate? What's kind of the process for that? Well, you should definitely 
do that versus looking on Instagram or an app that <laughs> Crystal to use that day. Uh-huh. I was just going to say that you should be the interview E because you're killing it. Everything you're saying is exactly it. Yay. Um, you know, what, and that question that you asked was from your intuitive space, right? right. You're like, yeah, what do I do? Should I just do this? And the answer is, yeah, absolutely. So there's that same thing that I think uh, it would be amazing if people could just have that confidence in their own intuition. And it's like, if you have the thought, do it. Not like uh, impulsively, you know, I want to buy an airplane. Let me just open up a huge credit. No, what I mean is if you had the thought spiritually, intuitively, you know, you could have thought any thought in the entire world and you had that thought. And there was a reason that that thought came through or that idea came through. And I I encourage you to try it. You know, worst thing that happens is nothing. Mm -hmm. True. But something will happen probably. (laughs) That's very cool. So... Do you both use crystals in your relationship? Is that something that brings you both closer together? Does it help you communicate? Yeah, let me let me just say one more thing about choosing crystals because we yeah. kind of just, we didn't really, I didn't give you like the A to Z. Uh-huh. I will say is if you're thinking about, if you're out there, which you are listening, right? You're thinking, oh, well, how do I choose crystals? How do I go about getting crystals? So I think the best way to do it is to be in a place where you could touch, hold, and see crystals with, you know, live. And just whatever one you you look to and you feel attracted to or you feel some sort of pull to, pick that one up and get it. And, you know, sit with it. Literally, just kind of hold it, whether you're thinking about it or not thinking about it. It's a very intuitive experience, I think. And then once you get acquainted with different crystals, then, you know, you could buy them on the internet or you could ask someone, hey, could you get me one of these? You, you kind of like develop this relationship with that whole family of crystals. So, you know, most people love amethyst, right, which is that beautiful purple stone. It's like I call it the most popular crystal in the world. And there's a reason because it is so multi-talented in so many different areas, you know, relieving your stress and making you feel less nervous in fact, it used to be called like the drunkard stone because um, it p- people who wanted to fight off different uh, addictions and stuff like that used to carry amethyst. Mm-hmm. And it also opens up your, your third eye, your intuition. So if there's a chakra that it's associated with, it's the sixth chakra. And it brings in that, that higher wisdom intuition. So it, it's a great crystal for that and really just anything. Purple is pretty much the best color um so you know there's no wrong reason to choose a crystal cool and you mentioned the chakras so how do the crystals interact do they interact with the chakras is that a good word to use or do they complement or balance the chakras there you go back to being the interview <laughs> we, should be, we should switch the thing around here um i would say that you know that's a really good question and there's like the five hour answer. And then there's the, you know, like five second answer. And what I would say is that, um, you know, usually like heals and like works with like. So if you know anything about chakras, um, you know that they're usually associated with colors and they go from red all the way up to violet or that purple. 
And so it's those colors of the rainbow that are associated with the first through seventh chakras. So the first chakra would be at, at the root, you know, at the, uh, you know, I guess, at the meeting point of your two legs. That's the root. And then all the way up your your third eye, you know, right, your forehead area, that would be like the top and the seventh color. And so the color of your crystal is directly correlated with the chakra that it usually interacts with most. So pink and green would be one of the few exceptions because the heart energy is both pink and green. Um, so pink would be like the outstanding color there. And then usually around your throat chakra, which is the blue color, between your uh, throat chakra and your heart chakra, there's actually like a nice like range of colors of like turquoise and light blue. And I find that they all kind of work with the heart and the throat together. So does that answer your question? Yes, and that's really cool. I didn't know that you think of the chakras kind of being separate. So to like think of there being that joining of the heart and the throat is cool because they're very intertwined most of the time, especially if you think of speaking your truth and speaking your, I guess, your heart, so or speaking from your heart. So that's really kind of a cool concept I didn't really know about. So let's uh, go back to that other question, which is how does how do crystals complement or affect your relationship? Well, in our case, I'm lucky because Eric is known as the crystal man in this relationship. And so he's the one who travels to trade shows and crystal warehouses and comes back with to, you know, tens of pounds of crystals. Wow. And I get to choose what I want. That's for so my cool. Life. Yeah. And typically the crystals that I choose for me are the ones that she chooses for her office. <laughs> and the truth is um, the more that I've gotten involved with crystals, like the, <laughs> it sounds like my mother's like, are you getting involved with crystals? Like, <laughs> worried about me? No, the more that I've brought crystals into my life, the less attached I actually feel to a crystal. So I'm, I'm more generous is probably a good word. Like if Ksenia tells me that she likes one of the crystals that I get and I bring in for me, I pretty much don't hesitate in giving it to her. Uh, you asked about relationships, and I think for sure there's that level of generosity and gifting that happens back and forth with us for crystals. And in a lot of ways, um, crystals have been one of the first few things in our relationship that we've co-owned together and we feel comfortable uh, sharing because crystal is something that we generally think of like, oh, you know, this is my crystal. But mm -hmm. I think t uh, together, this one way of like connecting and bonding and sharing has been crystals because for the most part, when she has a crystal or I have a crystal, we do have like a co-ownership over it. And yes, there are crystals that are definitely like mine, but if she wanted, if she was attracted to one of them and liked it, I'd be happy to give it over to her at least for a couple of weeks. Okay, I'll tell you which ones I want after we're done. <laughs> okay. She's already, she's already, um, she's already chosen some of the, my favorites right now. So I don't even know what, uh, how many crystals can you have at one time? Seriously. <laughs> but I think another important thing to talk about is that, you know, if you're in a relationship where your partner is not into crystals, which is probably most people, um, it's okay for you to work with crystals and set your own intentions and program them, even if they have to do with, you know, improving your communication and, 
um, expanding your love, even if the other person does not believe in it, they're still being affected. Um, so, for example, you know, we have this large rose quartz tower in our bedroom, and I just intuitively tune into which side of the bed, meaning which one of us needs it more at that time, and I just move it from bedside table to bedside table. That's um, cool. I love that. So in that, you know, I think generosity is a big part of crystals. For me, what's been very interesting is that I used to take very strict ownership over my crystals. And I would think, you know, if I bought this and it really spoke to me in the moment, that's mine and that's it for life. And now very often when I'm walking around the city or at an event, I usually have at least, you know, two or three different crystals in my bag. And often I will just have this intuitive hit, take out your crystal and gift it to this person. And at first I was like, no, but I just bought it or no, but it was expensive or no, but it was rare, you know, and I just would kind of hush that intuitive hit. And then I just started following it. And every single time when I give it to the person, it's exactly, it corresponds exactly to something they've been working on and they've been trying to call into their lives. It's been just so beautiful to witness. And just like with crystals, honestly, with any area of my life, I'm just learning to trust my intuition more and more. And instead of doubting it, just taking action and moving forward. And honestly, magic happens when we do that. That's very cool. Are there some significant things that have manifested from your work with crystals or your setting intentions? That's a good question. What about the money group? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love how passionately you talk about it. Why don't you, why don't you tell them? So Eric made this money grid that we posted on Crystal Criminals Instagram. And the intention was money. And one of the objects used was American quarters. <laughs> See, only somebody who's not from the U.S. would say. <laughs> what would you say? Because nobody, the idea of some other country having a quarter is insane. <laughs> somebody from the United States. There are no other quarters. In fact, there are coins from other countries. Where are you from? I'm from Russia. Okay. I'm from Holland. Any accent? I don't. I was nine. So I was younger. You what how old were you when you moved? I was twenty. Okay. But you you bear you have a little accent, but it's not very it's not very strong. Yeah. Yeah. I hide it well. Yeah, I'm extremely impressed with her with her ability to speak English so well. She understands so much nuance, so much wordplay. Um, and that's, for me, it's important because um, I like to make a lot of jokes, a lot of puns, things like that. And she does not, has never uh, skipped a beat. She's never missed anything. It sounds like he's very serious on this podcast, but it's not <laughs> a representation whatsoever. Yes. I'm actually, I'm frowning. I've been frowning the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I haven't. I love this. So anyway, uh, so he made this yeah. money grid. Yes, money grid to, to bring financial prosperity. And within a week, we got so many direct messages, so many comments, so many emails from people saying, "Oh my gosh, I set this um, grid as my screensaver on my phone." And people have just been sending me money. A client sent me a bonus I wasn't expecting. Someone put $50 under my door. Wow. Just the craziest stories. And 
you know, and these messages still keep coming through because we haven't posted that many things and people still go back into the archives and screenshot the grids and really connect with the different intentions they were created for. And it's just mind blowing to see how that's working, not just for us, but also in the world. Because what happened for us, as soon as he made it, two days later, we went to Whole Foods and I think it was Mercury retrograde at the same time. All the registers stopped working at the same time. And the whole staff came together and they were about to close. And They were trying to figure out how to fix this register thing. It was actually pretty funny. They actually had scanned everything and then it stopped working. They scanned and packed oh everything. God. So then they were like, okay, let us try a different register. We're going to have to rescan everything, like a million bags. And so what ended up happening is they gave us like a 50% discount or something on like an enormous purchase. And I was like, great, keep making those grids. Money <laughs> grid in, in the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think um, the, as, as we move more into like, I guess the spiritual based life. And for me, what that means is like seeing on an everyday basis on a moment to moment manner that life is more than the five senses just living life going through life living life as that as the truth makes crystals not just more real but it, it makes that experience of working with them more powerful like the the invisibility of like the power of the invisible let's put it like that and if you think about it i mean so much of our life is about the power of those things that are invisible. Think about Wi-Fi and uh, think about Bluetooth and television, uh, you know, waves and radio waves and all that kind of stuff. You know, our lives are very much so governed by uh, invisible forces. And so, you know, it really shouldn't be that much of a stress. Sorry. It really shouldn't be that much of a stretch for people to take a look at a crystal and say, you know what? I think that maybe this thing could work, even though I don't really see it. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, actually, it's not even wireless when you are touching it. You know, that's a good way to connect with it. But uh, what she's saying about the crystal grids and seeing images of them and other people seeing the image, even in just seeing the image, it actually works remotely. And probably a good way for you to connect with that thought, if it seems completely outlandish to you, is if you were to take a photograph with, let's say, your grandparent or a loved one, and then you looked at that photograph later, you'd have an emotional reaction to that photograph. There's something, you know, an unseen force without trying to you know, break it down too scientifically that would cause you to have an experience. And just by seeing something. And so, you know, it just kind of like that with uh, seeing a crystal grid or having the experience of remembering the crystal. Sometimes even just having that memory without something visual can create an experience or a feeling inside of your body. I think that's a really good way to explain it to people who may dismiss the power of crystals as kind of a woo-woo thing or hippy-dippy or whatever, because you explained it really well. There's so much power and energy and we use it and we experience it every day and we're Skyping right now and we're using energy to do it. I, I can see both of you on the computer. I can see your faces and everything and it's all energy. So it's pretty cool and it works. I do want to ask 
about the money grid because I bet you a lot of listeners are like, wait, 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 how did they make this money grid? So can you explain a little bit about that? Hmm. That's, I feel like that's a, that's a deep question because to say how we made the money grid is kind of just like dipping into how the grids get made in general. Mm -hmm. So I would say there's probably two ways that any grid gets made by me at least. One is that I work completely intuitively from what I'm feeling out there in the world, like what needs to be brought in or what could be a benefit to the people that like follow crystal criminals or the people that crystal criminals could potentially impact. And so to serve the followers, to serve the people that consume the content, because, you know, for me, I could keep crystals to myself, but it's only really in sharing that there's the benefit that gets put out there and the exchange happens out there in the world. So that's really what keeps me going. When, when people say, oh, you know, I really love the way this looks or it made me feel a certain way or it resonated with it. I mean, that is, those are the happiest moments of my day. And um, so I'll have an intuitive experience or intuitive thoughts and I'll just kind of choose among my apothecary of crystals, yeah. which ones to use. And then I will close my eyes and I'll, I'll run my crystal magic wand over the crystals to program them and, and knit them together, so to speak, energetically. And I will receive a message and it'll say, you know, this is what the message is, or there's maybe sometimes a meditation associated with it. And then there's the other way. And this is how the money grid was made. There's, I have an intention. And this is what I do when I work with people who are ordering custom crystal artwork, crystal grid type things that they want for themselves, is that they say, you know, I really want this energy. And I talk to them and I kind of understand with a little bit more nuance what they're looking to do. And then I choose the crystals and then intuitively put them together in a specific arrangement, you know, almost always based off of sacred geometric principles and different patterns. And then there it is. I mean, once you like program, and I use that word program with, you know, quotation marks, um, once you program it, I mean, it's set. Like, it is beaming out that intention. You know, the don't think about it. Don't worry about it. In fact, the less you're involved in it and you just let it be, the more powerful it is. So with the money grid, I wanted to use um, something that was represent, representative of money. And at first, I thought about a dollar bill. But that's such a modern, like, money Thing, a money thought, but so much more ancient and so much more real is metal because metal actually has inherent value, right? That's why people used to use silver and gold and bronze and copper uh, coins. So we thought, hey, let's use a quarter because quarters are, I don't know, as a kid, you love quarters. I don't know. I just love the, the weight of them and the feel of them and the ridged uh, edges and so they also work pretty well with crystals. They're pretty much similar size to the crystals that I wanted to use. And so I used six quarters and, you know, sacred geometry type fashion and surrounded with crystals that I think, you know, bring abundance and power, which are emerald, which is, you know, the ultimate uh, abundance and money and power stone. Mm -hmm. And then we've also got, I use pyrite too, which is like back to that third chakra personal power, will, manifestation. 
and amethyst, which is just pretty much, you know, good for everything. It's kind of like, um, I don't know. We haven't had mayonnaise in a really long time. But if you're <laughs> from the Netherlands, you definitely know what I'm talking about. Put it on anything and it's good. That's right. Yep. Do they eat as much mayonnaise in Russia as they do in Holland? In Russia, we eat a lot of mayo. And weird fact, for some reason, I grew up eating pasta with mayo. Really? Very often, people actually even mix ketchup and mayo and make that a sauce that you eat with something. Yeah, it's called Russian dressing in the United States. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh, you didn't know that? Yeah, Russian dressing is ketchup and mayonnaise. <laughs> in my house growing up, we actually didn't put just mayonnaise on anything. So my family is uh, immigrants from Eastern Europe. And, um, you know, just my dad actually moved to the U.S. when he was six years old. So I'm technically first generation on one side. And uh, my family growing up, you know, particularly on my father's side, but also on my mother's side, uh, the idea of just eating mayonnaise was a very American thing to do or a very, like, foreign concept. It's like, oh, just put mayonnaise? So Russian dressing was kind of like, uh, okay, that's, that's okay. You can put some Russian dressing <laughs> on a turkey sandwich. So it was kind of like the ketchup you know, kind of brought it back to being okay. That's so funny. We just, like, I could eat mayonnaise with a spoon. I don't really eat it ever anymore either unless I make it myself. But, yeah, it's it's delicious. I love it. It's so good. So, yeah, so back to the money grid. Um, but you did kind of talk a little bit about how that money grid or the crystals, they have, they kind of reach into the past. And I've heard before that crystals actually have memory have you heard that before? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is, you know, every question has like so many different petals and that will open up, you know, there's like an, a thousand petal flower mm -hmm. for each one of these questions. But I'll just start by just bringing one thing up. If you ever look at your clear quartz crystals or a quartz crystal, you, you're going to see not just the very simple uh, like you know terminations and facets to it, you're gonna see different striations and lines and stripes and dots and markings depending on you know where that crystal came from or whatever particular formation that it took on because crystals come in all shapes and sizes and with different numbers of facets on them. And so what they say is that that uh, the different markings on the crystal actually tell a story from different civilizations. So there's different civilizations and different, you know, they say even extraterrestrial um, civilizations actually uh, are connected with different crystals. And so one very famous crystal is the Lemurian seed crystal. And that's a quartz crystal that's mostly found in Brazil. And there are these lines on them. And so Crystals, like quartz crystals, usually have six sides to them. And on every other side, on these Lemurian crystals, there's these striations, these horizontal stripes on them. And it feels like you're, if you run your thumb across it, it's almost like you're touching Braille. And they say that stored in these crystals is the wisdom of ancient Lemuria, which is a uh, pre-flood um, society civilization 
way before Atlantis, you know, hundred, I think it was like, I, I can't remember. It was either like 50,000 or a hundred thousand years before Atlantis. And that they were a highly advanced civilization that utilized crystals in all sorts of processes like healing. And they say that that energy of that civilization was extremely feminine. Uh, and now our society is dominated by masculine energy. And so those crystals contain a lot of the wisdom from Lemurian, um, from the Lemurians. And so if you know anything about crystals, you know that they are hundreds of thousands of years old. And they've taken an incredible amount of heat and pressure to form inside of the earth. And the earth is way older than people. So crystals really tell the story of the earth. That's very cool. And that actually makes a nice full loop onto where we started. Because why is the reason that we should clear crystals once we get ownership of them? Is because not only they're carrying history from you know the hundreds of thousands of years back, but also anyone who has touched it before it got into our hands. And so that's why it's considered really good to just clear it out, bring it back to zero, and then start working with it in your home. And when you work with those crystals, do you ever use the sun or the moon? We don't have a religious crystal charging schedule in this house. (laughs) It's very intuitive and in the flow. And it just so happens that usually on a full moon, I want to take a bath. And from our bath, I can see the moon and oftentimes I'll put crystals there with me and salt. So I guess in some ways it just happens naturally. But, you know, most most of all, it's just super intuitive. And I just feel into which crystals need some love, which crystals needs to be put back, which ones need to be brought forward. Um, if, if charging them on each full moon brings you joy, please do that. So I think it's just, you know, the whole idea there's so many rituals that you can look up and learn. It's really tuning into what empowers you and brings you joy and fits in with your actual lifestyle that you have time for and then doing that. So smart. And I think that um, to add my two cents in there, I think I have a dollar already from adding all the two cents. Um, I think that everybody has the crystals and the rituals and the clearing techniques and all that stuff that they identify with or they feel connected to do and use. And I highly encourage that you do whatever it is that you are called to do. So personally, I just one example is I love the turquoise stone, the stone turquoise. I think it's so beautiful and it's so amazing. And I don't own any. I just personally am not connected to uh, bringing turquoise into my crystal collection, which is like, it seems crazy because every time I see it, I'm like, oh yeah, I really want that. But I've never compelled to get it. And I think it's an excellent stone and it's beautiful and its properties are amazing. And it's been used by people in the Southwest, obviously, because it's very popular there. Um, But I just don't have a connection to it. And I personally have never charged my crystals by moonlight or sunlight. Um, it, to me, it just it never occurred as something to do. And so I don't do it. And maybe at some point uh, I will do that. In fact, there are crystals that are on my desk that are getting sunlight and are getting charged. I would just, for those of you out there who do have those crystals that you love, that you know your citrines that are yellow and your amethysts that are deep purple or whatever, you know, your light blues, celestites, or whatever it may be, 
if you do leave your crystals in the sun for an extended period of time, the chances are that their colors will fade. So just be cognizant of that. And also for those of you who want to put your crystals in salt water, be also aware that there are crystals that dissolve in salt water. <laughs> Not quartz, but other ones do. Yeah. Okay. No, those are all really good points. And I love the way that you talk about intuition being such an important part of practicing anything because really it's so individualized for everybody. Everybody has a different way of being well and self-care. And so it's cool that it also applies to crystals because it's true. You have different relationship with crystals from a different standpoint or a different personality or point of view. So that's really cool. I love that. So let's talk specific crystals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. First of all, I'm holding this crystal right now. And I think I'm just going to preemptively interrupt you and just tell you that one of the most important things about crystals for me is to be in love with them and to be in wonder with them and to be amazed by them. And that is the best way that I connect with crystals. So I'm looking at this one and it has got all these little nooks and crannies and uh, terminations, which is kind of just like when you see a little point that comes, it comes to the end. In. And I look at it and I just discover its, its beauty. And I guess the best analogy I can have is just like crystals are perfect the way they are, just like Senya is. And they don't need to do anything. I just, they just need to be appreciated. And that's, to me, that's like the first point of connection with crystals for me. And then um, as far as individual crystals, uh, you know, clear quartz, it is so awesome. If you want to tune in to your own crystals, Dora, not just, you know, you personally, but also everyone out there listening, you're going to discover a lot about crystals and create your own bank of wisdom and knowledge just by observing, touching, closing your eyes, feeling your crystals yourself. So that's a great place to start. Now, as far as individual crystals, um, let me ask you this. Is the question you're going to ask, can you talk about some crystals that are good for love, um, money, grounding and protection, or some crystals that you think are really important right now? Did I, did I get the I question? I the first one I was going to ask was about beauty and health, but you were pretty much right on track. Oh, damn. That was, that's a good one. We gotta, I got to put that back into my preemptive, preemptive interruption. <laughs> I'm going to let Xenia tell you about beauty and health because she's the queen of beauty. My favorite thing right now that has to do with crystals and beauty is jade rolling. Uh, it just came up because I think it's everywhere right now, and I ordered it. It's this Himalayan jade. There's a roller, and there's a guasha for the face. And if there's anyone who's obsessed more with it than I am, then it's Eric. Totally. <laughs> he always takes my guasha, and then I can find it in the house, and then I find it at his office desk. <laughs> And what Pause. For those of you who don't know what a guasha is, because I still can barely even pronounce it, it looks like a potter's rib. It's like a, um, I guess it's like almost imagine like a half moon, sorry, like a half, a semicircle, and it's got like a dulled edge around it, and you use it to 
rub against your skin and increase the circulation in your face. And it's really good for working on uh, the sinus pressure points and acupressure points in your face and rubbing it on all the different bones that are there. So that's my two cents. Back to you, Ksush. That's a dollar and two cents for those of you who keep me track. You know, with a lot of crystals, oftentimes what you do with them, they just lay there and you look at them or maybe, or maybe you carry it in your pocket or your bag. But with jade, such a healing, powerful and very calming in my experience stone. And you get to actually interact with it and put it on your skin and it just feels incredible. I don't know what exactly the chemistry behind it is, but I think it just awakens all the nerves and all the cells and um, probably also helps you exfoliate while you're getting it that deep facial massage. Definitely helps you keep your skin young. Definitely. I have a rose quartz roller. And it's, oh, we need one. Yeah, it's amazing. But I don't have a, a jade one, so I'll have to look into that. That sounds really mm-hmm. cool. I heard it's good for getting the chi out of your face. Mm-hmm. Well, or getting, maybe bringing in the chi. I'm not sure. I think what you're saying is that it actually the circulation of the chi. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it totally is awesome for that. And I'll say actually one more thing that I think would probably help connect a lot of the different strands and the different thoughts that we put out there so far, which is that as human beings, we've developed on this earth. Like I'm talking physically, not like spiritually or in in a matter of words. Like we are born and we walk around with our feet on the earth. And if anyone's ever heard of earthing, Right. It, it sounds like it's like a complicated, funny way of saying, put your feet on the floor, like on the actual soil or on the sand. And when you do that, there's actually an electromagnetic exchange that happens. The earth has a vibration. We, we know that. And when you connect to that earth vibration, that actually, we, as human beings, we are actually attuned to that. And it gives us some of our vitality and our energy. So as somebody who's, when you become disconnected from the earth, that actually creates disharmony in your body. And a lot of people who are in holistic healing have that are of the mind that one of the reasons for the disharmonies are disconnection with the earth. And I mean that in the most literal way possible. Mm-hmm. And crystals, they come from the earth. And so it's a really good way to connect you with the energy that we were born to connect with. And quartz is you know, the most abundant element on earth. So quartz, just for those of you who don't know, because you asked about individual crystals, mm-hmm. quartz is silicon dioxide, which is what glass is also made up of and which is sand also. And so what you think of as citrine, amethyst, rose quartz, clear quartz, tiger's eye, agate, all of those, they're all pretty much quartz. They're all the same thing, just with different colors to them based off of the different elements and energies that were around them as they formed. So there you have it. That's very cool. And yeah, absolutely. You are connecting to the earth. And, you know, the earth is so ancient and old and has so much wisdom. So you're kind of carrying that with you, which is pretty neat. It's a really good way to put it. Um, Any other crystals that you um, love for its healing or health properties or beautifying properties? You know, recently... Most products I buy and fall in love with happen to have crystals in them. I think crystals have become such a trendy thing. 
Um, so I have this new facial oil I'm using. It has crystals in it. I have these flower essences. They have crystals in them. And I'm not even sure which ones. Some of the bottles are dark. But I just blindly trust that they're doing something good. And whoever was charging it up had good intentions. Yeah. You know, just like Eric was saying in the beginning, if someone comes to you and says, I want love in my life, if they Googled it, what would come up would be get a rose quartz. But what is the underlying issue behind that? Is it confidence? Is it loneliness? You know, and I think it's the same crystals. There can be like a general prescription for all humanity. It takes a little deeper sitting with yourself and really tuning in and intuitively asking yourself, what do I need? What will make me feel beautiful? For me, it might be rose quartz. For you, it might be pyrite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, pyrite would be like, you know, I really want love in my life. But that pyrite would could potentially make a difference for you in the case that you don't feel like you have a high level of self-worth or that you don't see yourself as somebody that's powerful and you don't step into your own personal power. And it's that stepping into who you really are that create that attraction between you and somebody else. That magnetism, not just between you and another human being, but that magnetism that goes out into the whole universe when that state of flow, when opportunities come your way, attention comes your way and you feel totally on fire. Totally, totally. In fact, that brings me back to the main reason, the main purpose and tool that I think crystals are right now and why I'm connected to them and what I think they provide for people is they provide an access to get connected with oneself. And crystals are important because they make they can make your life better. And they can connect you with your own power and serve as a tool for you to fulfill on whatever is important to you in your life. And I think the first step is to connect with yourself and get acquainted with your own energy. And to, you know how when you say like, oh, I just want a sounding board to talk this idea out? Well, a crystal is literally like an energetic sounding board. You you talk into that structure and it bounces back the energy for you. And one thing that I, I did want to mention also is that crystals, in my opinion, are experienced with the eyes closed powerfully. Um, and meditation and I say that word with a, with not with a grain of salt but I'm trying to think of the right the right context for it is there's the breath and breathing is what I think of when I say meditation and you're curating your breaths breathing in slowly and breathing out slowly and connecting with your physical structure is going to increase your sensitivity to crystals and it's going to put you in a place where you could uh, be more receptive and cognizant and understand their energies and feel them uh, more closely. So it's that kind of meditation process and getting into that meditative state that will definitely, if you're looking to, um, you know, perk up your, you know, create more sensitivity in your crystal antennas, that's definitely access to doing. And don't be intimidated by the word meditation. What I, I think the key thing is, is to close your eyes and take a couple deep breaths and allow yourself to come to a rest. I always ask this question to my guests towards the culmination, the end of the podcast. And I, I'm wondering if it will have to do something with crystals, but the show is called Biohack Your Beauty. 
And so we talk a lot about biohacks, right? And so do you think crystals are a biohack? Totally. Totally, totally, totally. Um, I think people talk about biohacking their sleep a lot. That's like a big topic. We like to listen to uh, David As- Dave Asprey and Joe Rogan. I do, at least. Um, Joe Rogan, just because he's funny and he's outlandish. Mm-hmm. And then he's got people on the show from all different walks of life. And then Dave Asprey, because like, you know he's pretty much addicted to upgrading and hacking everything about your, your body. So there are certain crystals that are associated with uh, sleep and dreams. And one that in particular is a Herkimer diamond. It's not a diamond. It's actually just a kind of quartz that comes from upstate New York, like Herkimer, New York. It's a kind of crystal that comes from upstate New York, Herkimer, New York. And it looks like a diamond. And it, it, you know, people put crystals in their pillowcases to help them with lucid dreaming or help them relax and be calm. So, you know, it's really a good crystal to put in your, in your pillowcase, a nice piece of double terminated quartz, you know, quartz with a point on each end or any quartz you have or some rose quartz or amethyst, or like I said, those Herkimer diamonds, just try anything for me to just go into and talk about like complicated or fancy or more rare crystals. It's unnecessary. Just put some crystals in your pillowcase and allow them to work with you when your brain is in those different waves, those uh, what's called brain waves, because crystals are going to work with you when you're in a different in a certain vibration one way. And then when your brain is in another uh, brain state, they're going to work differently with you and they're going to offer different things. And I'm sure the viewers, you know, the audio viewers, the listeners of this podcast know uh, how important sleep is and the different processes that go on in our sleep that our body conducts that we have no idea to the extent to which they take place. We just know they're important that having crystals as your guide and your buddy and your aid and your supporter and all that are going to make a difference and just try it out, test it out, see what happens. You've got those sleep apps and you got the watches and um, you know, you've got, I've got that one sleep app, the alarm one, and it actually measures the quality of your sleep. So why don't you use some of those metrics with crystals and see how it impacts your life. And that's how you biohack your beauty sleep. That's right. Do you, have some of some top beauty biohacks that you would want to share crystal related or not me personally mm-hmm. to all the men out there yeah, yeah try washing your face <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah just realistically um drinking water has been huge for me and then the other one is that that is it a gua sha is that gua sha that has actually improved my skin incredibly Wow, it's crazy. What it actually increases the circulation, which is going to in- increase the the blood flow. It's kind of like you know stretching or getting loose before some activities. It really, I find that it makes my face all red, which is great because that you know that's the blood flow, and it is. I just know you know when you know that whatever you're doing is really good for you. Mm-hmm. That's the feeling I get with that gua sha. Did I say it right this time? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You know, I'm trying to think, what are my beauty biohacks? It's 
probably things that I do every day that I don't even consider because they're so automatic for me. But what comes to mind is dry brushing my whole body. That is definitely incredible. Drinking lemon water as soon as I wake up. Um, using oils on my face at night has been such a game changer. And I have so many different ones for different moods, different serums and oils. But I have oily skin. And at first, it didn't make sense, wait, oil and oily skin. But actually, that was the thing that really helped me balance it out and get the skin I've been looking for. And, you know, that's a topic I talk a lot about on my platform, Breakfast Criminals, um, is skin health. Because I've gone through, through a lot of acne and different kinds of things with my skin. So I really had to dig deep and figure out the diet and the products and the mindset and the sleep and you know, when you talk about beauty, what is beauty? Just beautiful skin won't really be magnetic unless you're getting your sleep, unless you're doing things that fulfill you, unless you're kind to other people. So it's like in the old fairy tales, it's your heart that's beautiful. Yeah. So taking care of ourselves in that deeper cellular level is the foundation for everything else. And then, you know, having our little rituals that help us feel beautiful and take care of these human bodies that we're wearing for this lifetime that's additional and it's wonderful i didn't think thank you Ksush, i didn't think that i'd be so passionate about answering this question but i've got more dora yay uh, so i observe xenia um very closely and uh, she does a lot of um rose water sprays and sprays on her face at different points in the day that you may not know about Ksush, that you do them because they're they're so ingrained into your routine. And then I like when she sprays them on my face, even if she does it without me actually saying yes. <laughs> um, then one of the things she also does is oil pulls in the morning. And I do that too. And I, I, at one point in my life, about eight, nine years ago, uh, I tried all of these things and did a lot of them. And they worked. And then I kind of you know, everyone at that time, I didn't have any friends or family in my life that thought they were, I don't know, real or that they were mainstream for. And so they really fell out of use for me. And if there's any kind of advice or any kind of feedback I could give for people who are looking to make positive changes in their health and beauty is to really surround yourself with people that support the habits that you know are good for you. And that people, um, you have conversations with people, so just like this one, that are important to you about things that are important to you, and that you deepen your knowledge and understanding through listening to other people's experiences. Um, and then, so one of the other things that I've got from there is the besides washing my face, I'm just going to say that again. What do you the, wash your face yeah, with? Um, when I do. By, by the way, just because I say washing my face is great, I do <laughs> face every day. It, I naturally like do not have issues with my skin, even if I don't wash it. Mm -hmm. But I, what do I wash my face with? So she's always giving me something. Whatever different. I give him. Whatever she. <laughs> gives me. But what I wanted to say that I kind of was just continuously talking, just so I could remember what the idea was, mm -hmm. <laughs> was that um, not being stressed out. So that's a very uh, abstract concept, but I, let me give you my definition of what I think maintaining a low level of stress would be or how to de-stress. 
And because the stress hormones in your body actually take away from your ability to be relaxed. And when you're relaxed, that's the time when your body does the best work of cleaning up and doing its janitorial work. And when your body does the janitorial work, you look more beautiful and you feel more beautiful. So to how do you so people do a lot of things to relax, but a lot of people are like, oh, I'm doing those things, but I don't know if I'm getting relaxed. Well, here's an access, a way of knowing if you're relaxed. If you lose track of time, if you find yourself, your stomach being really relaxed, if you're aware of your own breathing and that it's happening without you trying. You know, when people say like, oh, go ahead and take some deep breaths right now. And you're like trying so hard. You know, and when that is easy and second nature for you and it just feels like, oh, I'm in the flow. Well, when you're there, that's one great indicator that you're relaxed. And if you can stay in that state and what that means is uh, not get on your phone. Why I'm saying that is not because you're evil, but your phone is going to draw your attention to different things. And it's a great place to be sometimes to have your attention be nowhere and just be like blissed out, if you will, in a, in a space of like, ah, and which brings back to the other thing that Sonny introduced me to, which is we take baths and Epsom salts. That's a huge thing we do. It's very uh, relaxing. And when I'm not completely sweating out all the moisture in my body, I am just like, wow, I, I really feel like I could let it off. So usually we put Epsom salts, sometimes also some Yen Living essential oils, like the one for stress or lavender. And then recently I'm huge on Lotus Way flower essences and they have salts with essences and I love those. Yeah, that's exactly it. So those things are amazing. Wow, we talked so much more about that than I thought we were. That's awesome. Yeah. That makes me feel really good.